You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. So, as I was preparing for tonight, I felt this 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 word in worship. It was it was it was the fourth wall. The fourth wall. I felt break down the walls was going to be the message title. Break down the walls was going to be the message title. And and I even just remembered as I was thinking about break down the walls because we're in this relationship series. We're in this series of known where it's all about what you're letting yourself go through when it comes to relationships because it's actually supposed to be a flow. You see, God works purpose and life and health through relationships. So we've got to get it right because if we don't, we'll find ourselves in dysfunction. We'll find ourselves stuck. We'll find ourselves. And so I felt like there were these walls. There were these walls that we had to break through. And and, and I remember back to high school, and y'all might laugh a little bit, but I was in a, I was in theater class in high school. Now, yeah, it was an elective, and I had to take a creative elective, so I chose theater. Why not? Nothing wrong with theater, y'all. And so I remember one of the first things they teach is about the fourth wall. Is about the fourth wall. Now, some of you don't understand what that is. Well, I'll explain it real quick. The fourth wall is an imaginary barrier between a film, television, or performance and the audience. So if you think about it, like imagine if there was a play going on here and we're in the play, me and Sarah in the play, and then y'all don't even know, like y'all are watching, but you're not engaged. Y'all are watching, but you're not engaged. And and they tell you you can't break the fourth wall. In other words, you can't engage the audience. You can't, because it's, it's all supposed to be like protected. It's supposed to be this box. There's four walls. And it's what separates the real world from the fictional world. Breaking the fourth wall is when the characters acknowledge they are in a performance and interact directly with the audience. You see, the fourth wall is what separates performance from relationship. And I just felt that there were some people in this box. You're in this box. And you feel like people are just watching you. And you even, I even felt there were some people who just felt like God was watching them but not actively engaged in their life, not actively engaged. It's like they're, they're going through this thing and they're going through the motions, but nothing's making sense, nothing's, and it's like there's no, there's no engagement, there's no, and I felt tonight is the night we're gonna break that fourth wall. We're gonna break that fourth wall. We've already started to break that fourth wall in worship. We're gonna end it with breaking that fourth wall in worship. So where have you put up the fourth wall in your relationships? What area of your life in God or with other people have you put up a fourth wall? Because religion is what invites us into performance. And that's what, that's what plays are, that's what movies are, that's what TVs, they're a performance. But God hasn't called us to live a life of performance. God has not called you to live a life isolated from community, isolated from being real with him. God has called us to living a life of relationship. Jesus invites us into relationship. And so there's two walls we have to break. The, the relationship with God, we have to break that wall. We see a, a, a brilliant picture of how Jesus did this. He broke down the fourth wall with God. In other words, he got real with God. How many know it's okay to get real with God? We see this in Matthew 26, verse 36, Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Because what I've often found is that it's the moments of trial, it's the moments of persecution, it's the moments of difficulty, crisis, when you wanna just keep in your box. 
because it's hard to get out of your, it's hard to break down that wall, to be real, to like Brian said, get vulnerable, but that's where healing comes. That's where healing comes. And so Matthew 26, 36 says, then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, and began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Like Brian said this, Jesus felt sorrowful. Jesus felt everything that we could feel so that he could heal everything that we need healing. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. So he broke down the fourth wall with his friends. He broke down the fourth wall with his friends. Some of you need to leave here tonight and you need to break down the fourth wall. People don't even know what you're going through. And it's time to break down the wall. It's time to break down the wall. It's time to break down the wall. Now, he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed saying, oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he did that three times. And every time in between him saying that, he actually went back to his, to, to Peter, James, and John. And he said, why have you fallen? They fell asleep. They totally, they totally bailed on him. So that's why it's important not to place people on a pedestal that God is meant to inhabit. So getting your relationship with God, right? Getting that right is the most important thing. And then we get our relationships with people right. Because if you put people on a pedestal where God should be, they'll let you down every single time. You see, if Jesus had relied upon those, his three homies to pray for him, to stay up with him, he, did, he broke down the wall with them, but then he broke down the wall with God and he leaned upon God. And when we get real with God and choose to align our will with his, we actually break down the wall in our relationship. God is actually okay with you being real with him. And it's actually one of the most incredible things that you could do in your relationships is break down that wall with God. Because I remember when today and I first started dating, one of the most important things to me that I had put and I had written down, like these, these are what's important to me, was she loved God more than me. She trusted Jesus more than she trusted me. Now I know some of you that might irk a little bit, be a little weird, but the reality is I cannot meet every single need that Tanae has. And Tanae can't meet every single need that I have. So if we place God up here and I run this way and she runs that way, we met in the middle. And so what I found was every time there was an argument, every time there was a difficulty, every time there was something we could not get past, we both knew, well, hey, we just need to pray. We need to pray. And while that's, it's like, I don't wanna pray. Like, you know, on either side, you know, on either side, I've been there too. Um, eventually when you get to that place and you're real with God, God, what is it in me? What is, what is irking me in this? What it, why is this happening? Why do I feel like this? God heals, he reveals, and he deals with it. And then you can come back together and, you know, be awesome and connect if you're married. You can connect if you're married. Come on. It's okay to say it. The second wall we need to break down is in our relationship with other people. And there's this really, this really powerful verse. It's, it's just one verse. It's just one line, but I found it was so powerful. It's Luke 23, verse 26. And it's when Jesus, it's after the Garden of Gethsemane. So Jesus has already said, yep, not my will, but your will be done, Father. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go to the cross. I'm gonna endure the cross. And he's on his way. He's carrying the cross. And it says, now as they led him away, Jesus, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming 
from the country and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. You see, Jesus was in this box. There was a, there was a performance going on according to the Israelites because all of these people were watching as Jesus was being led out to be crucified. There was a crowd of people and Simon was just one of those people in the crowd. You see, there was a fourth wall. There was a fourth wall. And Simon, what we come to know later, if you do a little bit of study on it, Simon was actually coming from Africa. He was on his pilgrimage. What they used to do is every Passover, they would come. People would come from all over the world and they would come maybe once in their life, sometimes every year if you were really wealthy and you would make your pilgrimage to Israel to partake in Passover in like the motherland. And so that's what this guy was doing. He was just there. He was going through religious motions. You see, I found that you can actually go through religious motions and not engage with other people. I found that you can actually go through religious motions and not actually live out the great commandment, which is love God and love people. And so he was actually just in the middle of emotion. I wonder if there's emotion that you're just in the middle of that God wants to break the wall down. And so Jesus is carrying this cross and they compel this guy, Simon, to carry it for him. And we were in Israel just a few months ago and we learned that the vertical part of the beam of the cross, because there were two parts, actually stayed in the place of crucifixion. It didn't move. So the only thing that was being carried was a horizontal beam. And we've heard Pastor Ian preach on it before, but there's a, there's a vertical beam, which is symbolic of your relationship with God being restored. And then there's a horizontal beam which is your relationship with other people being restored. And Jesus said, I can't carry this by myself. He could have because he's God and he could have strengthened himself, but he was trying to make a point. And in that point was in order for you to actually carry the burden of relate, in order for you to carry the burdens in life, in order for you to get through the tough times in life, because how many know storms come to everybody? It's how we respond in the storm. So God said, I know that burdens are coming your way and you might be in the middle of a burden right now and you're about to fall over because you've been trying to carry that horizontal beam all by yourself. But God is saying, if you will just invite somebody into that place, if you will invite somebody into that place, you will make it to the cross. Now, you're not trying to be Jesus for them. You can't solve everything, which is why Jesus ultimately had to die on that cross and declare the work was finished for all of us, but you can partake. Now it's two sides. Jesus showed us vulnerability by allowing someone in. He was torn up, he was, met, he was beat up, he was not in a good place. He was actually in the most vulnerable position of his entire life since birth. And he said, I'm inviting someone into this. He broke down the fourth wall. So where do you need to invite somebody in to your vulnerability? Where, where can you invite somebody in today? And it was the other side for Simon. You see, the Bible says in Galatians 6, 2, that we are to bear one another's burdens to so fulfill the law of Christ, to love God and to love people. So we're actually meant to step under. We're actually meant to step in. And that's what, if you see a picture of men's and women's prayer, it's exactly what we do. It's exactly what we do. We step in to carry a burden. We be vulnerable. We invite somebody in to a place of vulnerability. That's why we have connect groups. That's why we have men's and women's prayer. It's not just to have something. It's because you cannot carry the burden of life alone. You need other people. But in order to do that, you need to break down the fourth wall. You see, Simon 
chose to step in to somebody else's messy situation. See, some of you might say, I'm really good. I, I, I invite people in all the time. My question is to you, whose burden are you stepping under? Whose messy situation are you stepping into and contributing? Not just going through the motions, performance, but actually living out the gospel. Because if we're not committed to living in community, we're avoiding intimacy. It's likely we're actually just going through the motions in our relationship with God because some people like to hide. And my relationship with God's great, but with people, I'm not about the church. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and guess that you're not very intimate with the Lord because if you were, he'd probably say, it's time for you to get in relationship. It's time for you to get in community. It's time for you to join a connect group. It's time for you to show up to men's and women's prayer. The excuses are done. You can't carry this burden alone. It's time to step in. Because when you vacate from contributing in community, you actually vacate from the opportunity to live a life of purpose. So who have you broke down the fourth wall for recently? I think we all know one person who God's highlighted who says, reach out to that person, step into that person's burden, step in, and it's probably not, it might be people here, but it might be people outside of these walls. Hey, just shoot them a text. Hey, just call them. I, I know all of us get those prompt things. We all get that, oh, I, I should just, you'll be amazed at what happens and what God is able to orchestrate through that being able to. And the last part, and I wanna begin to open this up and have the worship team, if we're ready to, we're gonna really just, we're gonna worship and we're gonna see God fill us. One thing that Brian had actually taught myself and today because we actually got to see him we've seen him a few times he's brilliant I'd honestly really recommend him he's awesome really good for your marriage and your life in general so I would recommend that one thing that he actually taught us was we actually know cognitively a lot of things we know that being in relationship is is safe we know that people aren't going to like hurt us we, we kind of know that cognitively but we actually need to experience that because what he says, you have this armor on. And I just saw this picture of people, you have your armor on, you haven't stepped into community, you haven't stepped into this place of relationship because you, you know, but you haven't, you haven't experienced it. And even the same way with God, you actually, you actually know God loves you, but you haven't experienced it. Or maybe your relationship with God has been a bit dry, it's been a bit stagnant, you feel distant from him. And you know that God loves you, you know that he takes pride in you, you know he finds joy in you, but you just haven't experienced it. We need to experience it because it's the part of our brain that actually registers transformation is the part that experiences safety. It's the same reason that back when we were running away from bobcats and lions and tigers and bears, oh my, that would go fight or flight if we saw a bear. And then as soon as we got safe, it would calm down. It's the same thing that when we're in relationships or we've been hurt before, we feel rejections coming or we're not sure if we're, or we're stuck in shame, it's that fight or flight. But God is inviting you to embrace his love. God is inviting you to embrace the Father's love tonight and erase shame. Because I know what began this morning, God is wanting to deal with tonight. God is wanting to embrace tonight. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.